I would not count Facebook out. It's still the number one social network. Yeah. It still has, like, grand total in the whole meta family of apps is well over 3 billion active users. Now, to your point just a minute ago, where mm, the last earnings call in Q4 2020, for the first time in Facebook's 18-year history, they started to lose users, about half a million. And what didn't really make the headlines is that half million was daily active users. They still went up 20 million monthly active users. Wow. Welcome to the Think Media Podcast. My name is Heather Torres, the host of this show, and I'm so grateful that you are here. We are helping you build your YouTube influence and turn that YouTube influence into a high impact and high profit online business. And I wanna welcome all of our new listeners. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media. And if you've not already subscribed, wherever you're getting this content, hit the subscribe button so that you get all of the episodes that we produce here on the podcast. And if you've not already gone over to our Think Media Podcast YouTube channel, we're dropping bonus videos, bonus shows over on that channel. So make sure to subscribe over there as well. Well, I'm excited for today's podcast um, because we're jumping into Facebook. Now you might be thinking, okay, but Facebook's kind of dead, Heather. Like, are people really there? Yes, people are still on Facebook. Facebook. We've got the Facebook queen herself, Mari Smith, on the episode today to dive into why Facebook is alive and thriving and what are some of the new features that you need to know about when it comes to being a content creator on this platform. We have all of that and more coming up in today's episode. But I wanna let you know that if you've not yet signed up for our Think Masterclass, you can do this by going to thinkmasterclass.com. This is a one hour class where we dive into the three secrets of success to YouTube and Sean Cannell or myself do a free live class for you where you can learn how to dominate on YouTube this year. All right, well, let's jump into today's featured content all about Facebook with Mari Smith. Welcome back to the Think Media Podcast. I'm so fired up because it's like an annual tradition, even though there was a couple weird years there with pandemics and whatnot. Uh, but to have Mari Smith, the queen of Facebook, in a conversation to figure out the state of the union, what's happening on Facebook, you know, what are the opportunities? Today we're going to be talking about um, ads, we're going to be talking about reels, video, groups, and so a lot of topics that I'm personally fascinated by, and I think that we love Facebook, even though we talk about YouTube so much. Um, and so Mari, first of all, how are you doing? How has your last couple of years been? I'm doing great. I'm so grateful to be able to pivot to on stage and physical, live, real, in person, and to do all virtual. And it was interesting in 2020, you know, my revenue went way up, my expenses went way down. So less travel and there you go. A lot of demand. Well, it's amazing. And here we are back in person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Facebook has gone through some crazy stuff. I'm curious, first of all, the state of the union. Of course, there was the major headline where Facebook lost 25% of its mm -hmm. value and its stock shares in one day, the greatest drop in history. Truly. Meta, it's called Meta now. I mean, you know, and, and there's so many things happening. Give us kind of just an update for those who maybe are counting Facebook out, confused about Facebook. What's happening? Sure. So first of all, I would not count Facebook out. It's still the number one social network. Yeah. It still has like grand total in the whole meta family of apps is well over 3 billion active users. Now to your point just a minute ago where mm, the last earnings call in Q4 
2020, for the first time in Facebook's 18-year history, they started to lose users, about half a million. And what didn't really make the headlines is that half million was daily active users. They still went up 20 million monthly active users. Wow. So yeah, they've reached saturation. The growth isn't as meteoric as it was in previous years. It's still the biggest social platform in the universe, and we still, as marketers and business people, got to be using it. Yes, Zuckerberg is all in on video. We've seen this massive push for Reels. You know, he's competing heavily with TikTok. I think it was late 2020 that Adam Masseri, head of Instagram, said that TikTok is, quote-unquote, the most formidable competitor we've ever seen. Wow. And as you know, Meta, you know, previously Facebook, but the Meta family of apps, they are renowned for copying like crazy, right? Stories was a direct copy of Snapchat, Reels, direct copy of TikTok, and that's what they're historically do. They see what's working for other social apps and go pedal to the metal. And so as marketers, absolutely, we need to be doing video as much as possible. It doesn't have to be all the short form though. You know, when you go to upload a video natively to Creator Studio, one of the little checkbox checklists says, is it um, over three minutes? Mm. So they actually want us to be doing three to five minutes, even longer. Why? because they can monetize with ads, ad breaks, right? Plus, as you probably know, uh, TikTok recently increased from three minutes to 10 minutes. Before long, Zuckerberg meta being so great at copying, I'll bet you that sooner or later we'll see 10-minute reels. Wow. Well, at least they'll grow uh, over the coming you know, months and years because these platforms are really becoming destination entertainment. Creators, big focus on creators. With a personal profile now on Facebook, you can... Not everybody, but some folks will be having an um, option to switch over to what's called professional mode. Mm. Which means you don't even need a page anymore. Wow. Now, caution. This is not for every business person. If you're a creator, true creator, and you're generally using your personal profile, you don't have a page or you're really not using your page much, then you get the option for professional mode. I would recommend making the switch. Yeah. You're going to have monetization tools, analytics, metrics, probably get a lot more reach for your reels, for example, and so on. So, Man, I love it. And so let's break down a few of these pieces. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm pretty active on my personal Facebook page, and I know that it's a business angle, but I know that more family and friends are there. Mm -hmm. We're very active on my fan page. We have multiple groups. But reels is kind of a new one to me. I don't think we've posted a reel yet. Mm. We've posted reels, reels on Instagram and Vertical video on TikTok, which kind of the same format. So, mm -hmm. so what is even just the breakdown the the upload of a reel? Is it in the feed, and is it just vertical and under a certain amount of time? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's thirty seconds, and on Facebook, excuse me, uh, sixty second reels on Instagram. And for some reason, they've only made it thirty seconds on Facebook. And you can go in to create a reel directly on the publisher on your page, on your profile, and in groups. And I actually personally am not too excited about how they are mm, published, the reels, because when you go to make one and it, it goes right away on the wall. And so like if I said I do three reels in a row, let's say, and it goes bam, 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 it's right on my wall. And it just doesn't look right on desktop. It does look fine on mobile. And of course, we know 80% use Facebook on their mobile. But uh, what we're seeing for sure in the newsfeed is Reels has its own dedicated tab. And then also when you start scrolling down, there's this horizontal swipe of these, you know, algorithmically chosen Reels. And, you know, the more you watch of one type, the more of that type you'll see. You watch little dog videos, you keep seeing dog videos or whatever the case may be. So is it as simple as uploading a vertical 
less than 30 second video, 30 or less. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then or recording, Facebook recording to camera dis- discerns it as a reel. Yeah. And oh. is there na- native, uh, music integrations? <gasps> Oh, not just uploading it, not to the feed. You do have to use the Reels tool, or the okay. Reels camera. Got it. Very much like the Stories camera. Okay. Right? So, so there's a Reels camera. Mm-hmm. So typically you're going to be uploading from mobile is yes, only the absolutely. only option to do. Correct, correct, correct. Got yeah. it. For okay. now, for now. We'll see. They'll see because they added the ability to upload stories on Creator Studio and in Business Suite. Uh, to do stories and to schedule stories. So yeah. eventually when the demand's there, I think we're going to be able to do uploading and even scheduling reels. And that's probably one of the biggest features that I, I get asked for, certainly on you know Instagram and Facebook. Amazing. Okay. And so then coach me a little bit on the difference between how I should be approaching reels versus stories. And my activity on stories, which is nice, is I'm active on my Instagram stories, yeah. connected to Facebook. Mm-hmm. So those end up on my personal profile on Facebook, which, I've, which I love because it actually has kind of just opened up not even another piece of work. That mm-hmm. It just naturally gets shared there. But I can go, that'll end up in Messenger mm-hmm. on Facebook and can open other conversations. It's just, I'm doing literally no extra work and it's mm-hmm. doubling the efforts. Truly. But yeah. speak to stories, personal page, fan page, and maybe your personal approach and thinking about the difference between all the things to do and incorporating yeah. stories into your business. Absolutely. Well, like yourself, I typically will originate a story on the Instagram stories camera. It just seems to have a little bit more native tools. So I'll create a story there or upload. And then I have that automatically synced up to my business page because I have a, a personal... Uh, Which I me. could change then. Yeah. I have a professional... It's called professional. It used to call business. Professional account on Instagram. Connect to the page. But then, really cool, what I do is on my Facebook personal profile, if I have something just a little more personal, and I will originate it from my personal profile, and then that pushes to Instagram. So I've got all three bases covered. And my goal is to have a story... At the top of feed, you know, in there, every one to three stories in every 24-hour period, but not necessarily seven days a week. I might, you know, skip a few days, let it kind of reset, bump back up to the feed. Um, And it's just generally a little more informal, casual, intimate, behind the scenes, whatever it might be, and still thinking strategically like a marketer. And whereas reels, reels just seem to be so short, like micro little tidbits of content, highly entertaining and thinking about, okay, what I'm about to create is not going to disappear. And it will be potentially in the feed for a long time. It potentially could go really, really viral. Mm. And we do have to put a little bit more thought and effort into the creation of our reels. But they can be outtakes and repurposed little snippets of all kinds of other video that you have already. And that's a great distinction. Reels can live forever. Stories are going to expire in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And so as we go deeper down the rabbit hole, we can be and should be utilizing reels. We can do stories which are ephemeral. They will disappear. Mm -hmm. And then we could also be posting square video, vertical video, Mm -hmm. feed video, Mm -hmm. and we should be embracing that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Three minutes or more you're saying as well? On Facebook, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that now Instagram has really been kind of shifting its identity. Remember when Adam Masseri says we're no longer a photo sharing company. They're really going all in on video as well because it's all about having these mobile devices in our pockets that are for entertaining and and they're really leaning into the creator economy which is great uh but not every business is you know in the creator category so but yeah we need to be thinking about these four different types of video we haven't talked about live because you got to do live streaming as well live on instagram on facebook then you got your feed videos then you got your stories and you got your reels so yeah it's a we're, lot. we're breaking it down okay so live now on instagram it's typically vertical mm-hmm. integration yep. of bringing a guest on is great that's right yeah on facebook 
it could be vertical mm-hmm. and also you could also bring a guest on and do that vertically from your phone. Mm-hmm. We typically are multi-streaming. We, a lot of times mm-hmm. we'll stream our coffee with Cannell show or YouTube made simple show with Heather Torres to our YouTube page mm-hmm. with StreamYard and also to a fan page, if not also a group. Yeah. I'm curious if pushing a multi-stream or, or using different apps could hinder your reach if your thoughts on that, and then just your a general approach to live. That's what we're doing. What, what do you think we should be doing in the Think Media podcast community when it comes to live streaming? You know, if your audience are already kind of diversified and they're going to find you in a variety of different places, well, platforms, you meet them where they're at. I'm a big fan of doing the multi-streaming. I personally don't do it. I tried it a little bit last year, and I just, for me, because I'm like all about Facebook, I use a third-party app, Ecamm, and I just go live on my page, and I'm focused just on the audience there. Even though I know like StreamYard, they aggregate the comments, and there's others that do that too. But um, I... You go vertical? I mean, I horizontal? I, oh, I, yeah, I use my desktop. Horizontal. Do you have, uh, with Ecamm, banners pop up or anything, or is it mainly just you, you kind of talking You can do that. Head? It's talking here, but I always share my screen, and I, I love to share my phone. People are always like, how are you sharing your phone on the screen? How do you do that? Oh, just hook it in. You just wire it into your iOS and on a Mac, because Ecamm's only for Mac, and then it's just a camera source. So you can teach off your phone, mm-hmm. you share your screen, kind of like a webinar, or share your screen to show people how to do things. Yeah, yeah. and it's picture-in-picture, because picture, you're there in camera, and always use a good DSLR camera, like you're the king wow. of, of video, so it's just, it looks professional well, well, quality. This is some great, so these are great tips. Ecamm Live, use a Mac, you can share your phone, teach from your screen, share your screen, and then really create some really high-impact content. I mean, yeah. I'm envisioning the whole thing right now, yeah. that's very... Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. You don't have to use a Mac. There's ways to absolutely mirror using a PC and sure. use an Android phone. So, yeah. But it's probably Ecamm's pretty easy for you as well. How often do you go live? Well, it just depends. Like I can go live once a week and I'll go through a period where I'm just like really focused on teaching a course and I just won't go live as much. I'm focused on teaching my course. Yeah. And, and then I'll, you know, so average about once a week, but sometimes I'll skip a few weeks. So. Okay, so as we uh, land the plane, we've, we've talked through this front side of a video, but now we still have the opportunity to do short-form copy, long-form copy. Um, Mike Selzner here at the event we're at, Social Media Marketing World, was talking about the power of just those engaging, like ask a question, and is it called just a Facebook image where it turns your text into... I call them colored backgrounds. It's into colored a backgrounds. colored background. Mm. One of the most effective it can seem at just kind of getting attention, making a mm. question a little bit larger in the feed. Give us some of your thoughts about and now tapping into photos, written word, and the best posts working on Instagram right now. On Instagram? I or mean, Facebook? sorry, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number one is Facebook Live. Yeah. Followed by Photos. There's five, so live first, then photos, then videos of, of at least three to five minutes. If you do photos, is it just a photo, photo with some copy? Is the copy short or long? Photo with copy and a call to action and a link. I'm always a fan of putting call to action and a link. Now, you will see a lot of studies out there will go short, short, short captions. I'm like, I write little mini blog posts. Yeah. I've done that for like over a decade, and it just, the algorithms know that, my audience knows that. So I think test, test what works for you and for your audience. So photo post, um, yeah, absolutely, with, with some information in there. Then the video, three to five. Then a link post, and then a status, which is called a status, which could be just text or one of these colored backgrounds, which I love, and, and asking a question. I personally don't like to do it too often. It really kind of bug my audience with all kinds of questions, but, but they do definitely perform quite well. I know Social Media Examiner does them like... 90% of their posts are those okay, questions. Eventually, yeah. it's not going to work, but you know, run with it while you can. Sure. That's great. And then one other thing that we had discussed touching on was now we're doing all this organic posting. 
there's still massive opportunity on Facebook. Number one social platform. It's still growing. Yes. Um, pay to play ads. Mm-hmm. What is your philosophy and what should we be thinking about in terms of paid advertising on Facebook? So here's the thing. I have what I call my amplify method. So what you do is you start with video, ideally live. It doesn't have to be video, but it's really good if you do video. And what you're looking for is what my friend Larry Kim calls your unicorn post. And a mm. unicorn post is performing reach engagement, maybe about 10x better than the other kind of posts. Okay. So test it organic first, mm-hmm. get it unicorn status. Yeah. And then do the next step. Yeah. And they have a really cool feature. They, Meta, Facebook, inside of Creator Studio, where you can do, it's called post testing. So you can do A-B testing organic for free. Wow. Up to four different versions of a video post. Like same video, maybe test the thumbnail, test the title, the caption. They're just getting us ready for for, for ads, right? So it's like, oh, that works. Okay. So now what you do, you got your unicorn video. And you're going to go ahead and go into Ads Manager. You can use the Boost button if you want, but I like going into Ads Manager. You're going to just amplify the reach. Get that video views as high as you can. From there, you're going to go in and and build uh, custom audiences. Video views, custom audiences of varying sizes, right? The minimum is three seconds, all the way up to like half or 90%, split testing, all that, retargeting those video viewers, and then expanding with lookalike audience. And what that's helping marketers to do in the classes I teach my clients is to somewhat mitigate the, the... damage or the issues around the Apple iOS yeah. ad tracking transparency because the, the pixel, the cookie's crumbling. We've got to find better ways to really kind of milk and, ma- and, and you know maximize the data that's already available to us with people who are engaging with our content. And video views is a really powerful way to do that. And I always say every time you post something, you, you're creating what I call boost-worthy content. You're like, is this worthy of even a dollar? Yeah. I don't just create content as like, okay, check a box. We did our social today. It's like thinking it through strategically with those uh, end games in mind and the calls to actions and the, and the links. And if you, put, if you find a unicorn and you put some paid traffic around that, is your ultimate goal eventually to just maybe in some cases reach more followers and build a brand, but in other cases then retarget with a follow-up ad that's a call to action to whatever it is you want to happen in your business? Absolutely, both. It's both. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And what is your cadence? You spend a little bit money in awareness and brand building versus mm-hmm. also business building, if you will, or direct response marketing in terms of the call to action? Yeah, I would do, for me personally, I wouldn't do as as much on the awareness side, mm. but someone who's really starting out has maybe kind of a young page and not a lot of followers, and but really dialing down your customer avatar and your targeting parameters and then building that awareness and followers. But ultimately, it isn't necessarily about getting followers. It's really about getting that traffic leads and sales and, yep. and dis, you know, differentiating between we've got our social metrics, proxy metrics, I call them, and then you've got your business metrics, your traffic leads and sales and don't ever you know lose sight of the prize at the end yeah. of the day brilliant mari smith queen of facebook now what are you up to lately of course uh give a call to action to your your uh following you but um you're the person to follow to <laughs> learn this stuff so i mean you've got some what can we be a part of? What, how can we connect with you? So certainly my Social Scoop Facebook group, we are closing in on 20,000 members, a wonderful supportive community for folks who've got anything around social media, especially on Facebook. And then in my talk, in a couple hours, I'm going to be opening the doors in a brand new community called Mari Smith Superstars. Wow. So it's marismithsuperstars.com and it's built on Mighty Networks. 
What's not Mighty Facebook. Networks? Mighty Networks is a community platform where you can have your own, basically your own social network. Founded by Gina Bianchini. She's the former founder of, uh, co-creator of Ning. Wow. If you remember Ning back in the day. But Mighty Networks is so powerful. So you can have your own, basically like your own quiet, peaceful oasis away from Facebook to have a community and you can do courses and memberships and whatnot. So, so many nuggets. Marty Smith, so much respect and just gratitude for you taking the time to pour into our community. And thanks again for uh, being on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. So are you ready to jump back in on Facebook? I know I am after listening to Mari and all the cool new features available. It's so cool to see that that platform is still thriving. And I think that if you have the opportunity and you have enough time that you should be investing in Facebook as well. Well, thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media. And it's so encouraging to us to be able to get to read all of your reviews. And thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast. Today, I'm gonna read this one from WH Main. WH Main says, the podcast to listen to if you want to crush it on YouTube. Man, that's such a Think Media phrase. Thank you for saying that. This podcast is practical, no-nonsense guide to being successful on YouTube. It is packed with interviews and information from people who are actually doing it. Every week, there is something new to think about and apply to your business. Think Media's podcasts are easy to listen to, engrossing, funny, and entertaining all at the same time. You don't wanna miss one video if you care about your YouTube channel. And no, no, no one paid me to say this. It's the absolute truth. Actually, WH Main, I'll make sure to PayPal that over to you. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here at Think Media. Thank you for leaving that review and saying all of those kind things. The five stars too. Mm, thank you so much. I uh, wanna say that we are here to help you grow on YouTube as well as other platforms like Facebook. But you gotta make sure that YouTube is your staple. That's where you start when it comes to spending your time on growing your online business. Invest in YouTube first and then figure out the other social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok that you should be a part of as well. Well, I wanna thank you for joining us on today's episode. We have so many great podcasts in the works for you, so make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on and we'll catch you in next week's episode. Episode. Bye.